gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! And welcome back, everybody. Once again, this is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're set to go against the spread on this, the Sweet 16 weekend of the 2017 NCAA Basketball Tournament, our final podcast for the season until football rolls around this fall. And, Victor, with that, it's been a wild and wooly, I should say, NCAA Basketball Tournament. Maybe not quite as many upsets as we've been used to in the past. When I'm saying upsets, given the fact that we only have one double-digit seed that has made it to the Sweet 16 round. But all in all, your take, Victor, on what we've seen thus far in this year's NCAA basketball tourney. You know, Mark, you're definitely right about the upsets, and uh, we're looking forward to a great show here. Before we can preview, we've got to review. You mentioned the upsets. The largest upset winner was a a 7.5-point underdog. Normally, there's a couple of double-digit dogs that bring home some sort of an upset win. And I believe there were only, let me see, 10 outright upset wins overall. The biggest was Xavier at plus 7.5 against Florida State on Sunday in the second round. There was also South Carolina, the Gamecocks. I know they were a selection of yours. Upsetting Duke as a a 6.5-point underdog. But you're right, not as many upsets in previous years. And uh, also not as many double-digit seeds advancing as in previous years as well. And I know you've got some thoughts in regards to the ACC conference, Mark. Don't forget to remind me, I do have some of the ATS numbers from the first few rounds, along with some overwhelming, pun intended, results also that we got to discuss. Yeah, for sure, Victor. And uh, I'll lead into that with... uh what my observation was, uh, you know, the group at uh, Vegas Insider Sports Network, Brent Musburger's new network, uh, they did a nice job. They sent out a newsletter this week with a little bit of an overview of the NCAA basketball tournament. And what was the apparent feeling is, in fact, true. The ACC has really completely fallen apart at the seams in this tournament. And I say that given the fact that only one team of the nine remains alive as we head into the Sweet 16 round, that being top-seeded North Carolina. And collectively, the ACC goes 2-13 and 13 against the spread inside this tournament and looked one more leg deeper inside that against Power 6 conferences. They went 0-9 to the spread. So obviously not a good tournament for the ACC, if you will. But, Victor, you mentioned you've got some other numbers you want to run by our listeners out there as well. You know, a final thought on that, you know, it was just one year ago, Mark, that the ACC actually set a record for the most games won by a conference in the NCAA tournament. That was just one year removed from uh, this 2017 season. Uh, During the regular season this year, the ACC was statistically similar to what we saw last year. And, of course, then came the NCAA tournament and the fact that uh, they really, really hit the skids except for the Tar Heels. Uh, a conference that did not hit the skids, and maybe we had something to do with it. You know, one of my uh, silly, bold predictions last week was the fact that I predicted 
no Big Ten teams would make it to the Sweet 16. Lo and behold, we've got three of them, Purdue, Michigan, and Wisconsin. A very, very good job by the Big Ten Conference. And, yeah, that was a one of those uh, silly, bold predictions. But, again, good for the Big Ten Conference, that is for sure. We've got some ATS numbers for you, Mark. In the uh, tournament thus far, eh, it's not a big favorite tournament. It's not a big dog tournament. Favorites right now are 23, 25, and 2 against the spread. Double-digit favorites went 6, 9, and 1 in the opening weekend. We did mention the fact that there were 10 outright upset wins overall, uh, a few less than in normal seasons of the NCAA tournament. To me, as a totals guy, the most surprising thing were the amount of overs through the first four days of the tournament. And just between you and me, Mark, it was not a good year to come out with three unders on Thursday and day one and three (laughs) unders on Friday in day two, considering those two days went 23 and nine over under a lot of overs. In fact, I've got the numbers for you here. 34 overs, only 18 unders. We're talking 65% of all games over the weekend. The first two rounds went over the total. In the first four, three and one over under. In round one on Thursday and Friday, 23 and nine, as I mentioned, 23 overs, nine unders. Once we got to the weekend, things started to even out again with eight overs and eight unders in round two. But an amazing uh, week. We may uh, hit up some of our Vegas guys with what the results were. But if you like playing overs in the tournament, you probably did pretty well in the first four days. Yeah, it looks like the overs were the ticket, at least from that perspective, Victor, in the first two rounds of the NCAA basketball tournament. But I'm going to say this. The deeper you get into this tournament, the more and more it is about defense that wins this tournament. And uh, I say that because I chart teams what they've done scoring-wise, offensively and defensively, in the first two rounds of the tournament and moving it as a driving point moving forward. And invariably, almost always, teams that make it to the Final Four are teams that have played the best defense within the tournament. And just using that as a perspective, we're going up and down the list here. If I were to ask you, Victor, which team of the 16 teams has allowed the fewest amounts of points in the tournament thus far? I know I'm going to catch it maybe a little bit off guard. What would your answer be? Florida Gators. There you go. The Florida Gators, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> They're allowing just 52 points a game in the tournament here, playing some ferocious defense. A lot of that largely due to the 39 points they yielded in their last mm-hmm. contest. And right on their heels, Gonzaga. Surprisingly, the Zags, while they've failed to get the money in either of their two first two basketball games in the tournament, They've allowed just 119 total points in the tournament. On the flip side, Victor, I'm going to run it right by you here again. The team that has allowed the most points, playing the leakiest defense of all the teams that have made it to the Sweet 16. This would be a little bit of a surprise. Right. I'm not aided by the uh, playbook newsletter. And again, we got to talk about our Sweet 16 edition. That is for sure. But of the teams that are still in the tournament, oh, geez, I'm going to guess a team like uh, Xavier, perhaps. Well, uh, Xavier, not quite. No, the 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 leakiest defense is Michigan, the Cinderella team, who has allowed uh, 170 points in their first two basketball games. So they're winning games mm. by outscoring opponents and not defending them. So we'll talk a little bit about that more on in the show because that's going to be one of our two featured marquee games. We're going to tear down the Michigan-Oregon basketball game along with the Kentucky-UCLA game on Friday. We've got a pair of 
dandies, if you will, for our Sweet 16 opening round tournament games. We're going to get into those as well. Don't you go away when Victor and I come back. We're going to get into those two basketball games, Michigan against Oregon, Kentucky against UCLA. We're going to also hop out to Las Vegas. We'll check with our good friends, Brian Blessing from sportsbookradio.com. And uh, always our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com to find out exactly what's going on in Vegas for the Sweet 16 weekend. When we're back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed that's my bookie.a as an apple and g as in games tell them mark lawrence sent you only the biggest only the best only at mybookie.ag. sign up today think you know sports let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code FREEFIREFAN. It's fun, it's social, it's competitive, it's interactive, it's free. And it's going to change the way you approach game day at FireFan.com. Play by yourself, form a league, do live chats, and get in the game today at FireFan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code FREEFIREFAN. That code again is FREEFIREFAN. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code FREEFIREFAN now at FIREFAN.com. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread. On this, the NCAA Sweet 16 weekend of this year's college basketball tournament. And, Victor, before we get into our two marquee games that we've got on tap here, I know that there's one item that I wanted to get to or we wanted to bandy about on the show coming into the show. And you had run by me, and I didn't have a chance to do any work on it, but uh, you had mentioned to me about the surprises in the basketball tournament thus far. And you mentioned something about the seeds and which seeds have profited the most. I like playing around in the database just like you do, and I've broken down the first two rounds of play uh, from an ATS perspective in regards to the actual seeds. So let me bounce one off you since you've been bouncing a couple off me, Mark. Do you know collectively which seed thus far has had the best ATS winning percentage? I'm going to guess, if for no other reason, just by a matter of vote of attendance, in the Sweet 16 teams of the 16 teams here, all four of the number four seeds have stayed alive. So I'm going to run with that just for no other reason, just the fact that they've won all their basketball games. They're eight no combined. I'm going to figure there's some good spread money inside that. I'd say the number four seeds. Absolutely. The quartet of Florida, Purdue, Butler, and West Virginia, as you mentioned, eight and no straight up, seven and one against the spread. Wow. It's been a great, wow. great uh, tournament thus far for the number four seeds. Next up, we've got the number eight seed teams. We've got uh, a couple of those, or actually one of those left in the 
Sweet 16. But number eight seeds went six and one against the spread, led by ATS wins from Wisconsin, who is in the Sweet 16. Northwestern, even Arkansas had a couple of ATS wins as well. So the number eight seeds have done very, very well. The number 11 seeds have gone eight and three against the spread. And then finally, the number 16 seeds, four and one ATS. Those are your top uh, profit producing by seed. And of course, the two seeds that have done the worst, and of course, there are none of these two seeds left in the Sweet 16. That would be the number five and the number six seeds. Number five seeds went one and six against the spread, and number six seeds went one and four against the spread. But you hit that one right on the head, Mark, with all four, number four seeds still alive. The Gators, the Boilermakers, Butler and West Virginia, eight no straight up and seven and one against the spread. With that, Victor, let's move on to what will be a marquee game on tap in the NCAA Sweet 16 round on Thursday when number seven, Michigan, the Cinderella basketball team in the tournament this year. And some might argue that Xavier might be that Cinderella team because they are an 11 seed in their, in the Sweet 16. But we know the run that Michigan's been on uh, from the Big Ten Conference tournament to get to this point now in the Sweet 16. They're going to take on number three, Oregon, the Ducks of Oregon, who have fared really rather well uh, thus far, surprisingly, in this tournament without the services of their Boucher, uh, their leading rebounder, shot blocker. Great matchup here on tap. Michigan-Oregon on Thursday in the NCAA tournament at the Sprint Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Victor, your take on the Wolverines and the Ducks. Well, you know, you touched on Michigan's uh, defense or lack of it in our opening segment and, yeah, I'm grabbing me a piece of some overaction in this game. That is for sure. I got my plan at 146, and the line is moving up. As we record here on Wednesday morning, I'm showing lines of 147.5, even up to 148 in the Michigan-Oregon game. I think we've got some value as long as your line is somewhere below 150. We got this game, according in our simulations, finishing somewhere in the middle 150s, like an 80 to 78 score or something like that. Uh, So, again, we do like the over in this particular game. And as we play overs in all sports, Mark, you know that the earlier you can get your over in, the more value you're going to get in that particular game. Again, I mentioned it opened at 146. It's up to, in some cases, 148. And you mentioned Michigan and their defense and allowing a lot of points. And they were one of the better over teams this season in college basketball. The Wolverines went 23-11 and 11 over under overall. That's about, oh, 69% of their total games went over the total. Not only that, but they concluded the season on a 9-2 and two over under run in their last 11 games. They, of course, uh, went over in that burner against Oklahoma State in round one. They did go under against Louisville in round two. But we must point out that that under only won by a half a point against Louisville. Michigan this season as favorites. And the last time we looked, they were a very slim one-point favorite in this game. They've gone 15-5 and five over under as favorites this season. Interesting, in their history, they've gone 4-1 and one to the over in their last five games against Pac-12 teams. And in their last six non-conference games, 5-0-1. Oh, for the Michigan Wolverines. The fact that this game is uh, a one-point game, that aids us a little bit in regards to our play in the over, because overtime is always a possibility 
when the point spread is so close to pick them like this particular game. Oregon, the Ducks, on the other hand, on the season, a middle road team in terms of over-under results, 17-17 and 17 over-under. With that said, we got to point out that in their last nine games, the Ducks actually did go 8-1 and one to the over. Eight overs, only one under. The average margin in those nine games, the average game went over by plus 12.8 points per game. And they went over in both of their NCAA tournament games, over by three points against Rhode Island, over by 13 points against Iona. Oregon Ducks 5-1 and one to the over as NCAA dogs of less than seven points. According to the Pomeray rankings, we've got the number 16 offense in the Ducks, the number three offense in Michigan, squaring off. Again, we do like the over in this game, Mark, for a lot of those reasons. Uh, there should be a lot of points in this game, two good offenses, some questionable defenses. And even if it comes down to free throws at the end of the game, like a lot of college basketball games do, We've got the fact that Michigan is the number one team left in the Sweet 16 in free throw percentage for this season, 78%. And Oregon, no slouch either at 71% from the free throw line. So the fact that it's so close to pick them in overtime is a possibility. The fact that we got two good free throw teams, including number one of the Sweet 16 teams. And, you know, Mark, there's only two games in the Sweet 16 in which both teams shoot the ball at a 48% or better percentage on the season. This is one of them. Again, if you're going to join us, get your plane as soon as possible. It's up to 147 or 148. I think we've got value as long as your line is still under 150. As again, we've got the game finishing somewhere 80 to 78, 80 to 77, somewhere in the middle 150s. But yes, give us a piece of that Michigan-Oregon over. Victor King looks for a well-lit scoreboard in the Michigan-Oregon showdown game in the Sweet 16 matchup on Thursday. One heck of a matchup between the Big Ten and the Pac-12, if you will. I mentioned Michigan being the Cinderella team coming into this tournament, sweeping the Big Ten Conference tournament. Had that real nightmarish event, if you will, with the airplane. Went on to win the tournament. Comes into this tournament here. Have won and covered every game they played thus far here as well. You're talking about John Beeline, the Michigan basketball head coach, who's outstanding in not only postseason play, but the NCAA tournament as well. And in fact, if you go zero in on him in the Sweet 16 round, Michigan, 3-1 and one straight up, 3-0-1 oh to the spread is John Beeline in Sweet 16 games. The negative sides to this, as we pointed out in our NCAA Sweet 16 tournament guide. And if you haven't got this yet, guys, you got to put your hands on a copy of it. It's only $10. And it's a breakdown of all the NCAA Sweet 16 games with all the stats, facts, and everything you're going to want to need to know. You can download that at playbook.com. But inside the Sweet 16 guide, we note that teams who arrived to the Sweet 16 round often underdog upset win, as Michigan did, coming into this tournament, taking on opponents that are off a of ATS spread loss, they're just 3-16 and 16 to the spread. Also, we also note in the guide that 600 or greater teams that are from the Pac-12 conference have fared well in the Sweet 16 round games, 15-3 and three to the spread. All boats, high hurdles, if you will, for Michigan have to get over those numbers. Oregon comes into the contest here. We note inside the tournament guide, the Pac-12 teams in the Sweet 16 round is dogs of 9 or less points, just 1-10-1 to the spread, a bad roll. That way for Pac-12 dogs in this particular situation. However, a perfect 3-0 to the spread is Oregon in Sweet 16 games. When they've been here before, they've taken home the money all three times. They've also been a great team, has Michigan, playing with three or more days of rest this season. 
when they take on an opponent off a win and cover, they're a perfect 5-0 and to the spread. The bottom line to me in this contest is what we hit on earlier. Victor hit on it in his observation here as well. This soft Michigan defense, the worst in the tournament here right now. Their defensive field goal percentage are at 47.0%. That's not only a bad number, that's a terrible number. A team like that generally doesn't even make the tournament. But that's what they're allowing on the season, 47.0 from a defensive field goal percentage standpoint. They're taking on a high-scoring, efficient Oregon offense who happens to be the higher-seeded dog in the contest. I'm going to run with the Ducks in this basketball game and say the party's over for Cinderella. I'll play Oregon plus the pointer points against Michigan for my side in Thursday's NCAA Sweet 16 matchup. And with that, Victor, let's move it over to Friday. We've got another dandy on tap on Friday when Kentucky takes on UCLA at the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee, a rematch from a basketball game played earlier this year in Kentucky where the Bruins went into the Wildcats' home arena at Rupp Arena and stunned them as double-digit dogs. Victor, your take on the Wildcats and the Bruins. And you mentioned the revenge angle, the fact that these two teams actually did play each other earlier this year, uh, or rather in late 2016. One of the trends we came up with for this week's Playbook Newsletter is the fact that NCAA tournament dogs of less than seven playing with same-season revenge are 1-8-1. and one. That would uh, impact Kentucky in this game. It's the only revenge angle I can find in the game. But the in terms of the over-under line, you know, when I first uh, started researching this game, what I like to do, Mark, is to, you know, look and set our own over-under line before the lines come out and then compare it, compare the two. And when I looked at this particular game, we had the over-under finish somewhere in the low, oh, 160s, 161, 162, 163. I was a little bit surprised when I saw the opening number in this game, 169 and a half. And, man, that's a high over-under line for college basketball, definitely, between these two teams. Now, not surprisingly, the over-under line has actually come down in this game. It's down a full four and a half to five points. The last time I looked, it's come all the way down from 169 to about 165 between these two teams. Perhaps those odds makers posted a line a little bit too high to begin with. There's even a couple of 164 and a halfs in regards to this particular game. I don't blame them. We got some great offenses here. We got a team that virtually doesn't play defense at all, according to the Pomeroy rankings. We got Kentucky with the number 13 offense, UCLA with the number two offense. Both teams play at a quick pace as well. In pace of play, Kentucky number 22 out of 351 teams, and UCLA even quicker at number 15. We got an offense scoring 90.2 points per game. Number one in UCLA, number two of the Sweet 16 would be Kentucky at 85.2. So no, we're not surprised. The over/under line is in the 160s in this game, but again, perhaps that 169 and a half was a little bit too high. When we look at each team for the season, nothing really jumps out in terms of over/unders. Kentucky 16 and 19 over/under this season. What is revealing is they've started to play some defense here as they got late into the tournament, in the SEC tournament, and even in the NCAA tournament. Kentucky's actually gone one and eight over under in their last nine games. Perhaps with the importance of those games, those young players of Kentucky have finally started to play some defense. 
When you're on Kentucky and you're a freshman and it's January and February, maybe you're not interested in playing a lot of defense in a uh, who-really-cares-who-wins type of game. But once the games gain a little bit more importance, it's not surprising to see that they, in fact, have started to play some defense. They went 1-2 and over-under in the SEC tournament. Both of their NCAA tournament games went under, and by decent margins, I might add, too. In their game against Northern Kentucky, that game went under by seven points. And in their game against Wichita State, that game went under by 21.5 points. Meanwhile, UCLA, the Bruins, a similar over-under record to Kentucky. They went 16, 18, and one over-under in the season. And they had similar defensive results as the season winded down. UCLA actually finished 3-9 and over-under in their last 12 games. 1-1 one one over-under in the Pac-12 tournament. They went over against uh, Kent State in that uh, Friday night opening round game and over by 13.5 points. But things did tighten up considerably for UCLA against that very good Cincinnati Bearcat defense as that game went under by eight points. When it comes to over-unders, Mark, we're also about value. And I, as long as you've got a line somewhere in the mid-160s, I actually think there's still a little bit of value on this game going under the total. It is the highest over-under line thus far in the tourney if we talk about opening numbers, the opening number of 169.5. Thus far, the highest lines in terms of the closing number, Arkansas, North Carolina, their Sunday game in round two had a closing line of 165.5. That's been the highest over-under line thus far. Again, I don't like it as much as the Michigan-Oregon over, but as long as it stays in the middle 160s, I think there's actually still a little bit of value in this game going under the total. But if it starts dipping a few more points, it's going to be a pass for us, Mark. Victor's going to lean to the under total in the Kentucky-UCLA basketball game. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's all going to be dependent upon, obviously, the number as we look for value when it comes to playing these over-under total plays. As I mentioned earlier, this is a rematch from earlier this season when Kentucky suffered an embarrassing 97-92 loss at Rupp Arena against UCLA as 10.5-point favorites. That was on the heels of when Kentucky lost as road favorites at UCLA two years ago. They were 5.5-point road favorites at Westwood and lost that game by double-digit margin in that basketball game as well. We come into the here, noting from our Sweet 16 guide, bad news for Kentucky is the fact that Dogs of less than seven points in the Sweet 16 round playing with same-season loss revenge, as is Kentucky, are just 1-8-1 against the spread. However, if you look at the head coach in this contest here, John Calipari, nobody fares well or better than John Calipari does in Sweet 16 games. In his career as a college basketball head coach in the Sweet 16 round games, Calipari is 10-2 straight up in against the spread. He excels at this particular stage of the basketball tournament. UCLA comes in off the Pac-12 conference teams, 5-1 and one against the spread in Sweet 16 rounds when they're favored by four or less points. Good number for UCLA, that particular role. Look at the head coach, Steve Alford here, however. He has struggled himself against number one and number two seeds in the NCAA basketball tournament. The tougher the competition, the more likely Alford is to fold. He's 0-4 straight up and 1-3 and to the spread against the top two seeds in this tournament in his career. Also, 
UCLA just 2-9 and nine to the spread their last 11 Sweet 16 round games. The bottom line, once again to me in this contest, is the fact that you're looking at a Kentucky basketball team flying under the radar this year as opposed to being highly popular and over the radar. They're under the radar right now, despite the fact that they've won 13 games in a row. You've got the coaching aspect here with Calipari over Alfred. I think it all makes for a real nice recipe. You combine that with revenge. I'm going to play the Kentucky Wildcats over UCLA for my side in the big Sweet 16 matchup showdown game on Friday. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. Don't you go away. When we come back, we're going to hop out to Las Vegas and check in with Brian Blessing from sportsbookradio.com and our good friend Andy Isco from thelogicalapproach.com to find out exactly what's going on in Vegas. When we continue here with our Sweet 16 March Madness Special Edition podcast show here on Mark Lawrence against the spread, we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at mybookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Think you know sports? Let's find out how many times do you predict the next play during a game. Now you can prove it to your friends and earn prizes in the process with the exciting new interactive sports app, FireFan. Get in the game now with a free download at FireFan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan. It's fun, it's social, it's competitive, it's interactive, it's free, and it's going to change the way you approach game day at FireFan.com. Play by yourself, form a league, do live chats, and get in the game today at FireFan.com. Get a free download now by entering the code VegasFireFan. That code again is VegasFireFan. And join the army of fans that have found a better way to play. Ignite your passion for sports today. Enter the promo code VegasFireFan now at FireFan.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on the Sweet 16 Special Edition podcast here at Mark Lawrence and Victor King against the spread. And with that, let's hop out to Las Vegas now. Time to join with our good friend Brian Blessing. Brian is the co-host of sportsbookradio.com in Las Vegas, a very popular sports figure in Las Vegas. Brian's also behind the team, if you will, heading up the new Las Vegas Knights NHL franchise that's going to be debuting uh, in Las Vegas. They're all excited about that. Brian, how's everything going for you during March Madness thus far this season? Oh, Mark, I'll tell you, you know, Vegas crazy the first four days. Probably the loudest roar of the first four days uh, was the buzzer beater by Oklahoma State <laughs> that was meaningless <laughs> in terms of the game. Ended up losing by one, but covered the spread. And, I mean, literally the roar uh, in the sports book when that shot went down, it was 
you know, 50-50. Obviously, a lot of happy people, a lot of, a lot of unhappy people, but uh, that was the loudest roar of the first four days. A, a meaningless <laughs> shot at the buzzer. <laughs> I would imagine maybe also, Brian, right on the heels of that, number two might have come in, the tip-in in the Baylor game against Southern yeah. Cal. You know, that game, uh, <laughs> that also, a lot uh, of money changed hands on that tip-in also as well. I would imagine it was pretty loud there in that particular matchup. The, the funny thing was, I wasn't involved in that game. And I was flipping around a game I, I had been playing. I just switched over to the end. So I watched the last 45 seconds, and, you know, the game had just escaped me. And the kid just, you know, kind of punched it back in the air. And when it went in, I said, Oh, you know that meant something. And I quickly went and looked at the line and said, sure enough, <laughs> people had to go nuts when that happened. It, it meant more than something. It meant everything <laughs> to everybody who had either side of that particular basketball game. Uh, unfortunately, we felt it here. Uh, it was one of our release, our plays in the Baylor Bears. So a tough loss to say the least. But, you know, that's what this March Madness tournament is all about is these frenetic finishes that we see. And uh, as Victor and I hit on earlier on, we haven't seen maybe all the dramatic upsets that we normally do in March Madness. We have only one double-digit seed in Xavier that's arrived to the Sweet 16. But there's still been plenty of excitement thus far. And uh, I know on your Sportsbook Radio show, you can tune into Brian's Sportsbook show online on the Internet, sportsbookradio.com. You can check out the archives and check in. I visit with Brian usually every Wednesday throughout the season here. We go over a little uh, segment of what's going on in that world as well. And uh, I know, Brian, on, on your segment, you're, you're talking about the games in the March Madness tournament here. What's the buzz in Vegas that you're feeling here right now? Is it uh, as popular this year as it's been in years past, or is it down a little bit? Uh, that's a hard one, Mark. I think there's still uh, genuine excitement, but I think what for me personally, it was always the excitement was the first two days, and then the games are really good, uh, and, and then it's just you know basketball again, you know? And the weird thing was Cinderella – uh, you know, is it out there like it was? You mentioned it, the, the buzz, the big upset, the, 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 the darling that was out there. Xavier, you know, it was nice. Northwestern won their first game with a crazy foul by, per, uh, by foul at the end of that game. It, it, it just, the buzz was just a little off this year. I thought personally. Yeah, it seems to be lacking just a little bit here because we don't see these marquee dramatic upsets that we can talk about where a number one or a number two seed goes down. We've seen the number one seeds go down, but uh, not in startling fashion like we have in years past. And uh, uh, joining us on the call here, Brian, is Victor King, our comrade from FireFan, where Victor, Brian, and I compete almost always on a daily basis. We're in fire madness at FireFan right now. And, uh, heck, I know I know this from playing the games at FireFan. If it's not Brian Blessing winning the game or Victor King winning the game, I'm kind of like knocking on the door, but these guys have got it down, guys. If you, uh, if you want to get in and play the games with Victor King, Brian Blessing, and the whole team at Team Vegas, we highly encourage you to do that. Uh, simply go in and download your app, your FireFan app. Just go to FireFan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan, VegasFireFan. And when you do that, simply hop into one of our games at Team Vegas, where there's a bunch of us guys in Vegas and in the industry that love to play these games. Victor, if you would, share with our listeners out there your passion and what you found playing FireFan during March Madness. Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I, I got an Android phone. I'm one of these guys. And basically, all you got to do is go to the Google Play Store, and first off, I got to point out that the FireFan app gets a rating of 4.7 stars. And if you know anything about apps, any rating of 4.5 or higher 
is an outstanding rating. So right off the bat, you know you got something good going on there, and that's for sure. Play live sports games against friends, celebrities, the world. You know, what I like is I'm a multitasker like you guys. I'm watching multiple games on TV at home. I'm working on the computer. I'm working out of our database trying to research tomorrow's games. And I'm playing Firefan on my phone against guys out in Vegas like Brian, against guys up in Vancouver and Canada like our buddy Jeff. And it feels like I'm sitting on the same couch with these guys playing at the same time because I love this chat feature. We could talk about whatever we want, whatever TV shows we're watching, whatever games we're betting that day during the Fire Fan game. And again, it got a fantastic rating. It's very addicting. It's highly competitive. It's sports entertainment for all ages. And I really love this Fire Madness college basketball tournament. You know, we're in the Sweet 16 round. And basically in this tournament, you must predict the winner of every single game throughout the NCAA tournament. It resets and readjusts with every round. As an example, in this Sweet 16 round, Mark mentioned, uh, okay, number 11, Xavier, the only double-digit seed that's still alive. Well, who do you think is going to win in the Xavier-Arizona game? That's a number 11 against a number 2. If you think Arizona wins and you predict them, and they do, you get 60 points. However, if you think Xavier pulls off the upset and you select them, you get 360 points. So the points you accrue are determined by what the current seeds are and what the current point spread are. I love the fire madness. Brian's out there in Vegas. Mark and I are down here in South Florida. We've got guys up in Ohio, guys up in Canada, all playing at the same time. To me, the favorite thing is the chat feature, being able to talk to everybody. And I feel like I know Brian without ever having met him face-to-face. But again, I love the chat feature and go on to your Google Play Store. 4.7 is a pretty good rating, guys. You know what I would say, Mark, following up on what Victor said, you know, some people in the betting world, you know, like fantasy football or don't like fantasy football. Well, uh, honestly, I'm involved in several leagues, and I mean this with all sincerity. It absolutely helps my handicapping. I could be watching, yes. you know, a game that's, you know, 45 to 3, uh, and most people would change the channel, but I'm watching it because there are individual guys that I still have action on those guys, but it helps me watch a lot more, and I'm an eyeball guy. And it's things that I can use to apply in handicapping. Last week on the podcast, Mark, I think we touched on two things right here. We said we liked uh, the Ionic-Oregon uh, game to be a, a track meet. It was. The other one we thought was Virginia. It was a low-scoring team. And if they progressed in the tournament, that uh, you, you would watch for them to be an under team, but not in the first game because of this, the disparity in talent. And sure enough, it played out that way that that game went over the total. But when you're playing fire fan, you're basically using the concepts you use when you're handicapping because the selections you make during the game, they're like correlated parlays to go along with what you've done for your handicap of the game. If you're going to adjust, you adjust. But I'm not saying maybe not as much as the fantasy football thing helps me, but there are times when you're playing fire fan, it makes you watch the games. You see these questions and they are correlated parlays that help you form opinions during a game, and I think things that you can utilize in games that are coming up. 
It does all that and more, Brian, just to keep you in tune with the game, not only as a fan or as a handicapper, a player of the game. There's other spins of interest, like in our Team Vegas games, for instance, we're sharing bits, tidbits of information about the handicap within the game. That's what Team Vegas is all about, handicapping sports gurus, people that are in the know in Vegas. And what I really like is the fact that Major League Baseball is going to be rolled out here real soon with Fire Fans, so we can play Major League Baseball daily. The NHL, before we know it, football is going to be here. So if you're interested, guys, you want to join us at Team Vegas, it's real simple. All you need to do is download your app, go to firefan.com, use the promo code VEGASFIREFAN, then select the Team Vegas League, and you'll be in with the league with us. I'll be hosting the UCLA-Kentucky game on Friday. Brian's got a game this weekend as well. Victor, you're hosting a game when? Is it Thursday? Thursday night. Uh, I'll be hosting for uh, Team Vegas number seven, yes. There we go. So if you guys want to join us at firefan.com, do so now. Download that app. Use the promo code VEGASFIREFAN and join in on the fun. It's a lot of fun, and we love the camaraderie as well. Brian, before I let you go out there, but I know our listeners would like to know what you like on the Sweet 16 tournament games this week. Any game in particular you want to pass along to our listeners? You know, Mark, I think you, you just run with, with what we were thinking before the tournament and the first two games. It absolutely proved to be true. And that is Oregon without Boucher in the lineup. Uh, it does give the opposition more of a lane and an opportunity to get points in the paint. Michigan's offense is obviously on a roll right now. Uh, Oregon can score, but they are suspect now defensively. I, I'll, I'll run with it again. I'm going to go Michigan-Oregon over 146 and a half uh, yeah. as we get one strike. And I like Xavier. <laughs> I'm with you, Mark. I think I think the the one thing as I look at it, I do have a bet going. Uh, there was a prop that was out here, and I got it. At, it, it was three to one before the tournament. It's up to uh, I think uh, plus uh, it might be six to one now. Uh, and that was will a Wildcat team win the tournament? And yes, Villanova got knocked out, but in various regions, I was going to have you know the opportunity with Villanova, Arizona, and Kentucky. Arizona and Kentucky are on opposite sides of the bracket. So I'll be rooting for Arizona and Kentucky to advance. I think the Xavier number looked uh, way too high to me. I think Xavier covers that number, but the best one for me is Michigan-Oregon over the total. That's insight from Brian Blessing at sportsbookradio.com. Tune in, listen to his show each and every day. You'll pick up a lot of insight like that. And also play with Brian, Victor, and I at FireFan this weekend for the March Fire Madness games. You'll be glad you did. Brian, once again, a great job on the show. I look forward to visiting with you on FireFan and at sportsbookradio.com as well. Mark, Victor, always a pleasure, guys. Have a great day. And uh, Mark, we'll be touching base with you on Sportsbook Radio today. Look forward to getting great information. Uh, your database and uh, your your human touch and spin on things is amazing. And we've been do- scary, Mark. We've been doing this together now, better part of 10 years. And it's, uh, you know, I look forward to Wednesdays every every week. Likewise, Brian, I'm looking forward to it myself as well. Be good and enjoy the games. Thank you. Have a great day. That was Brian Blessing from sportsbookradio.com joining us here for a Fire Fan Overview. If you want to get in on the games, once again, download that app now at firefan.com. Use the promo code VegasFireFan. And with that, let's stay in Las Vegas and joining with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, we're going to find out what's going on in Vegas here. Just spoke a little bit with Brian Blessing from SportsbookRadio.com and found out there's a big buzz going on in Vegas these days. What's your take on the NCAA tournament thus far? 
Well, Mark, it's been uh, it's been an exciting tournament. The uh, first day or so, not necessarily when there was so much form, but the big story here in Las Vegas, as I'm sure it is in your offices, office pools everywhere, and certainly a lot of the uh, uh, from the investment standpoint is the poor performance of the ACC. And just going back over the last couple of years, two years ago, the ACC was 17 and five straight up, 12 and 10 against the spread. Last season, the ACC was 19 and seven straight up, 14 and 12 against the spread. And in 2017, thus far, the ACC two and 13 against the spread, seven and eight straight up, including 0 and two against the spread, one and five straight up in round two. North Carolina, the only ACC team that has advanced to the Sweet 16, and the ACC, of course, was not only called the best conference in college basketball this year. Some experts, and I use that term advisingly, considered the ACC this year to be the best conference of all time. So it's a small sample size, but nonetheless, that's been the big story buzzing around Las Vegas for the past three, four days since uh, since the results of round two came in. I guess, Andy, if anything, it just goes to show on any given year, anything can happen. Nine members from the ACC in this year's tournament only one makes it to the Sweet 16 round. That's kind of head-scratching, and I'm sure the onus is now squarely on Rory Williams and the Tar Heels as they move forward here in the tournament. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And, Andy, I know there's been quite a few buzzer beaters, maybe not as many as in years past, but there have been some games that have really turned. If I want to say turned, I'm going to say the results of the game, the money changed hands from one hand to another, if you will. We talked with Brian Blessing at SportsbookRadio.com a little bit earlier in the show about that. Oklahoma State basketball game, and we also touched on the Baylor tip-in against Southern Cal. Those have been dramatic reversals of fortune, if you will, at teams at sportsbooks. And I can only imagine if you were at a sportsbook when that happened, that had to be an uproar. Yeah, you could literally feel the ground shaking when that Oklahoma State three-pointer went in to close the deficit, the final margin one from a uh, Michigan lead of four. And, of course, that was an exciting game, really, throughout the entire second half. And uh, we really have not had a buzzer beater this season as far as determining the straight-up outcome of a game. We've had a number of opportunities. The Princeton shot on Thursday. In fact, that was the game right after the uh, – the, 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 well, that was the first game of the tournament on Thursday, played at about the same time on Thursday that the uh, Oklahoma State game was played a day later, and Princeton had a shot to uh, upset uh, uh, their opponent, uh, Notre Dame, in the opening round, but that shot fell short. A couple of others, Wichita State had an opportunity against Kansas late, but we haven't had any real buzzer beaters, and maybe that that will come this week. A very interesting field of Sweet 16 teams. Uh, We've got uh, the elite region down in the south being played in Memphis with three Blue Bloods and a uh, uh, Butler who's had some recent tournament experience going deep, making two consecutive uh, championship game appearances. And then some other uh, surprising teams, I guess perhaps, Mark, the biggest surprise might be in the Madison Square Garden region, the east, where South Carolina and Baylor uh, will be hooking up in one of the uh, games to advance to the Final Four, and yet no sign of Villanova. Yeah, no sign of Villanova, unfortunately, uh, part of the uh, the falling out, if you will, the number one seeds in the basketball tournament here thus far this year. Two of them are out, Kansas, North Carolina, both still alive. Andy, what has the result been going into the Sweet 16 round in Vegas as far as futures are concerned uh, with the teams that are, are alive and left now? Who is the favorite in Vegas to win this thing to cut down the nets? Well, currently the favorites are both Kansas and North Carolina, the two remaining number one or two of the three remaining number one seeds that you mentioned, both are currently being held at uh, four to one. Now, just to give you some perspective, back a year ago, the Westgate opens the future book for the following season immediately upon the 
completion of the previous season's championship game. And both of these teams were very highly regarded at the start of uh, uh, the betting market cycle last April. North Carolina was 15 to 1. Kansas was 10 to 1. Kentucky, uh, the other team that remains alive that was one of the early favorites, was 6 to 1. They are now 7 to 1, but in between those teams are actually tied with Kentucky at 7 to 1 is UCLA. Both Gonzaga and Arizona are being held at 6-1 to one odds. The longest shot in the field, not surprisingly, South Carolina at 80-1. to one. And another team to keep an eye on, uh, excuse me, I did not notice this, Xavier at 100-1 to one is the longest shot in the field. I was looking at the other half of the, uh, uh, the odds here. Uh, the uh, Butler Bulldogs, 40-1. to one. Now, they play in that bracket with UCLA, Kentucky, and North Carolina. Of course, they'd have to get by uh, North Carolina first and then play the survivor between UCLA and Kentucky. And one could argue that Butler's, if Butler is to win the national championship, their two games in their regional will be tougher than the two games they would face in the Final Four in the championship game. Yeah, they'd have a tough road to hoe with Butler to make it uh, that far. But uh, kudos to Chris Holtman. He's done a nice job with that basketball team since taking over there and uh they've continued their forward stride in the tournament here i gotta apologize i overlooked gonzaga when i mentioned the number one seeds here as a lot of people have all year long overlooking gonzaga as either a number one ranked team or a number one seed but they are still alive in the tournament despite the fact that they failed to get the money in either of their first two games victor before we let andy go i know you got a question you want to run by him as well right wanted to get basically a general impression from andy i know the first couple days we're probably not the best for the sports books with a good amount of favorites covering and, of course, the massive amount of overs that occurred in round one. But I think I'd be willing to bet, uh, pun intended, that when all was said and done, it was pretty good, especially with a couple of big outright upsets over the weekend, specifically Andy Xavier winning outright against Florida State as a dog of seven and a half. And also that really, really late game on Sunday in which South Carolina and their Gamecock team upset Duke as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I would think that it was probably a pretty good finish over the weekend. Would I be right, Andy? You'd be absolutely correct, especially your reference to the South Carolina game against Duke. It was the final game of the uh, of the weekend, so the last opportunity for betters to cash in. It was a, a tremendous weekend here in Vegas beginning on Thursday morning, the uh, I want to say record crowds from the various places that I visited and the people I've spoken with. Handle was up over last year appreciably. And, of course, the books normally do well. And I think a lot of it has to do with two factors that we've talked about during football season. I think we touched upon it last week. That is the availability of the mobile app so that a lot of the people, even when they're in from out of town, can sit in their hotel rooms. They can sit in their seat of the sports book and make wagers without ever getting out of their seat and going up to the counter. And combine that with the in-game wagering where they establish a new line for the game during basically every timeout, increases the number of wagers that are being made. The volume is increasing. And of course, that 11 to 10 edge uh, still is very, very strong for the book. So overall, it was a very solid weekend for the uh, uh, for the books, even though it didn't start out that way with form holding true both straight up and very much against the point spread in the uh, certainly in the games on Thursday to a lesser extent on Friday. And uh, they made a nice turnaround over the weekend and set things up for what should be another exciting weekend, although uh, there always seems to be a little air coming out of the balloon when we realize that the field has been trimmed uh, just a few days uh, from 68 to 16. 
We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. I encourage you to check out his website, TheLogicalApproach.com in Vegas. If you like what you're hearing from Andy, you'll love what he does with his publications as well. Check them all out online, TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, before I let you go, I know our listeners are wanting to know what it is catches your eye on the Sweet 16 card this weekend. Well, as I mentioned, some very attractive matchups. We've already seen a number one seed Villanova fall. And will we see another number one seed fall before making it to the Elite Eight? It's possible. And if there's one that is likely to fall, I'm going to suggest it would be West Virginia defeating Gonzaga. The Mountaineers have been an outstanding team all season. They are a very deep team. Bob Huggins, a lot of experience as a uh, NCAA tournament coach. Uh, he's got a tremendous defense, that pressing defense. It's very difficult to prepare for. Now, a lot of people say, well, the extra time gives Gonzaga a better opportunity to prepare for it than they have to have it turn around very quickly and play the second game of the uh, two-game tournament, the mini-tournament that each region will be. Uh, I'm not so sure that's enough time for a Gonzaga team, which I think is not nearly as quick as West Virginia. They do have a nice inside presence, but Bob Huggins has been able to defeat teams with strong inside games in the past, create some turnovers into a quick, fast-break transition points. I'm taking the three-and-a-half points with Gonzaga. I'm also going to make part of the play, excuse me, with West Virginia against Gonzaga. I'm also going to make part of the play on the money line, and I'm expecting to see a a regional final between West Virginia and the region and the winner between Arizona and Xavier. Andy Isco likes West Virginia plus the points in the upset over Gonzaga. Gonzaga, one of five teams returning to the Sweet 16 for the second straight year in a row. He sees them going down this weekend. Andy, a great job on the show once again today and as always throughout the football season in our March Madness specials. We really appreciate you being aboard and, and visiting with us here on the podcast. I'm going to wish you the best of luck in the tournament and have a great offseason. We'll look forward to visiting back with you when football season rolls around this September. Thanks very much, Mark and Victor, both uh, as well. Have a very enjoyable tournament. Enjoy the baseball season. I'll look forward to meeting up with you when you're in Las Vegas over the summer and uh, the upcoming football season just around the corner. Thank you, Andy. Be good. That was our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to put the final wraps on the show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week and complimentary place for both Victor and myself when we're back with the final segment here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed that's my bookie dot a as an apple and g as in games tell them mark lawrence sent you only the biggest only the best only at mybookie.ag. sign up today there's a storm coming a firestorm get ready to raise your game because watching sports will never be the same introducing fire fan it's a game changer Finally, a sports app that puts you into the game. You predict the scores. You call the plays all in real time while you watch and compete against celebrities, friends, family, and other diehard sports fans. The more you call it, the more points you can achieve. 
be a loyal fan and earn loyalty rewards. Don't miss the hottest sports app of the year. Fire Fan. Ignite your passion. Download your FireFan app today at FireFan.com. Enter player rewards code FREEFIREFAN. That's player rewards code FREEFIREFAN. Play the game. Fan the fire. Earn rewards. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. All right, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week on this, the final podcast for the March Madness Tournament Special. We call it Top This. And what we're looking to do is to play on any team in the NCAA tournament that's a number one seed off back-to-back straight-up and ATS tournament wins if they're taking on an opponent that's off two wins exact. That formula, number one seeds, off back-to-back straight-up and ATS tourney wins against an opponent off two wins exact, these number one seeds have gone 14 and three against the spread in the tournament An 82% winning angle. Our play will be on the Kansas Jayhawks in the sweet 16 matchup game when they take on Purdue for our awesome angle of the week. That angle comes directly from our sweet 16 tournament guide. And if you haven't got your hands on a copy of it yet, I encourage you to do so now log on at playbook.com to download your copy of the sweet 16 tourney guide just in time for this weekend's Sweet 16 in Elite Eight games. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Victor King from King Creole Sports with his top complimentary play on the show this week. And Victor, if you would, let our listeners know what you've got on tap at King Creole Sports this weekend. Absolutely, Mark. If you can give me a minute or two, I'd still like to talk a little bit about pro basketball. But, you know, before I do, we got to discuss the Playbook Basketball newsletter. You know, Mark, if this was about five or six years ago, we would already have finished our basketball newsletters for the season for a good, oh, I don't know, 15 or 20-year period. Our March Madness Tournament Guide, the double issue, was the final basketball issue of the Playbook newsletter for the season. But about five years ago, somebody in the office here, no names please, came up with the idea <laughs> Of perhaps, hey, let's expand basketball. Let's add three more issues. Let's go from 12 issues to 15 issues. Let's create an NCAA Sweet 16 tournament guide. And let's do a couple of NBA-only issues to conclude the NBA regular season. And lo and behold, we've expanded the Playbook Basketball Newsletter from 12 to 15 issues This NCAA Sweet 16 Tourney Guide, it's fairly new. We've only been doing it for about five years now. But the added information that we can put in this newsletter based on what happened in rounds one and two, and, of course, uh, there's some more write-ups from you and the guys here in the office. Yeah, there's a little bit more for all of us. But, again, we love what we do. The result is an eight-page Sweet 16 Tournament Guide supplement issue. It's available for $10. It's at playbook.com. It's not old news like the March Madness Tournament Guide from last week. It's all updated, looking ahead to this week. And, of course, again, we got two more NBA-only issues coming up after this one. And we've got the NBA power ratings and day-to-day team trends. we got it back in this week's issue as well. Uh, I've created the NBA power ratings the over-under power ratings, the home court value, and some nice trends in there available 
But again, Mark, in pro basketball, our service, you know, we've given a couple of games back over the last seven days, that is for sure. But still, I'm on the Sports Monitor website, our King Creole service, number two in the country in the NBA for the season. We're right at that elusive mark of 60% for the season. That is the goal, of course, as we conclude the last three weeks of the NBA regular season. If we can get a full season percentage of 60% or more winners, uh, again, betters, handicappers alike, they know how difficult that is to achieve a number like that over the course of a long season. That is our goal. That's where we're at right now. And with that said, Mark, you know, doing these newsletters, we have the foresight of always being able to look ahead, look ahead from three to 10 days because we need to do that in regards to our newsletters. So I've got some over-under opinions. And again, these are opinions only. I don't have a definitive free play, but these are some over-under opinions that you want to perhaps consider over the next seven days. I'm going to start on Thursday, March the 23rd. We want to consider Memphis and San Antonio under the total. On Friday, we want to consider Brooklyn Nets, Washington Wizards. Of course, Washington's one of the better over teams this season, and we want to take a look at that game potentially going over. On Saturday, March 25th, a game that is possibly on our radar is the Toronto-Dallas game under the total. Of course, sharp over-under players know that Dallas is actually the best home under team this season in the NBA and five out of the last six matchups in this series have gone under the total. On Sunday, March 26th, Sacramento LA Clippers. I want to look potentially at this game going under the total. The Kings have been a very good division road under team. And this could be one of those games where, you know, the Clippers get out to a big lead and they rest their starters in the second half and they cruise and the game goes potentially under the total. On Monday, March 27th, on our radar is again another Dallas home under. They'll be hosting Oklahoma City on Monday, March 27th. So you got a great home under team and you got a great road under team in the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll look at that one potentially being a little lower scoring than people anticipate. On Tuesday, March 28th, Golden State Houston. You might think that it's going to be a high-scoring game. There'll probably be an over-under line of 235 or more in the game. What people don't understand is Golden State road games under have been like money in the bank this season. The Warriors are the best road under team in the NBA by far. They've played 34 road games this season, only 11 have gone under the total. 22 have gone under the total. Golden State road games under the total. Again, it's like printing money almost. And we're going to stick to it. Golden State Houston under the total on Tuesday. And then finally, on Wednesday, March the 29th, we're going to take a look at Indiana and Memphis under the total. You know, the Pacers, big time under team since the month of March began. Memphis, always a good under team at home. We'll look at the Pacers-Memphis game under the total. So there you go, Mark. we got some over-under opinions for the next seven days. Don't forget there's some value in the NBA with so much focus going on in the NCAA tournament. The NBA is flying under the radar these days. And we've got daily selections up at playbook.com. And best of luck to you this weekend in the Sweet 16 action and Elite 8. 
Thank you, Victor. That was very nice. An overview of some games, upcoming games on the NBA card. And just a reminder, as Victor mentioned here, we've got two final issues of the NBA coming up here. You can take advantage of a two-for-one special. $15 gets you both of the season-ending NBA-only playbook basketball newsletters. To sign up, call the office at 1-800-PLAYBOOK or log on today at playbook.com for the two final NBA playbook special edition basketball newsletters. Before I get to my complimentary play on the show, I want to also remind you that our friends at MyBookie are offering up to a $3,000 sign-up bonus to take advantage of this great offer. Simply call them toll-free at 1-844-866-BETS. That's 1-844-866-2387. Mention playbook for the promo code and get up to a $3,000 sign-up bonus. And talking about bonuses here, guys, also a reminder that I'm doing a four-day Sweet 16 special on our late foam basketball service this weekend. All of my selection plays from the Sweet 16 through the Elite 8 game. I'll be releasing my college basketball tournament underdog play of the year included in all that for just $59 complete. Call me toll-free next to get on board for the four-day Sweet 16 special offer at 1-800-321-7777, or you can do it all online at playbook.com. My final complimentary play on the podcast for this season until we come back for Mark Lawrence Against the Spread podcast for football this September is going to be on the Butler Bulldogs in the NCAA basketball Sweet 16 game against North Carolina. We talked about on the show the lack of success against the ACC or by the ACC this year, just 2-13 and 13 to the spread in their games. You couple that with the fact that how well Butler has performed in conference tournament games under head coach Chris Holtman. Inside our tournament Sweet 16 guide here, we have a list of all the coaches' records. You'll note that Chris Holtman for Butler has been in six NCAA tournament games. He's won the money all six times. I like the makeup of this Butler team, and I think the pressure is squarely on North Carolina in this contest here. I'll grab the Bulldogs and the points for my complimentary play on the show today. And that's going to put the final wraps on this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread for our March Madness Tournament special shows. For our good friend Victor King from King Creole Sports, Brian Blessing joining us from Las Vegas from sportsbookradio.com, our good friend Andy Esco from thelogicalapproach.com, and finally our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until football season once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.